0: Attention, fans! This is the the Double State State of Mind Mind podcast, Podcast. brought to you by the Hockey hockey Podcast Podcast Network. Now, here's here's your host, 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 Neil Neil Villapiano. I think it's fair to say that changes need to be made. Because right now, the Devils are dealing with several big issues. But what is going on, Devils fans? You already know it is your boy, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, your number one source, Neil Villapiano. And welcome to another edition of the Devil State of Mind podcast, right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio. The best place to get everything you need to know about your struggling New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check these episodes out. You already know that I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Shout out as always to our wonderful sponsors. First starting off with SeatGeek. Use my promo code State OF MIND to get 20% off your orders. When you use SeatGeek to get the latest and best prices for tickets for any sporting or concert event out there. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. And when you sign up, use our promo code THPN. When you sign up and get in on all the huge cash prizes with so many opportunities, so many different sports going on right now. We just got college basketball now rocking and rolling. So another opportunity to get in and get yourself some pretty big money. And shout out to that one, that one, uh, sports better that actually ended up with a parlay for the NFL games yesterday, $5.5 million. Shout out to that guy. It was pretty darn impressive. If you ask me, shout out to Raycon with the best. And I mean, guys, best quality earbuds and headphones at half the price of the other major brands out there. And they have so many awesome features. Make sure to go to buy Raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off Your orders. So again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. And last but certainly not least, shout out to Horn to Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils and the official wine sponsor of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. And when you use my promo code Devil State, you can get 10% off all of your orders. Some really great tasting wine with also custom devil's bottles. If you see it, it you, you got to go to the website. You got to check it out. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'll leave a link to it in the description below here on YouTube. Also, you can check it out on the links that I'll share on all the social media platforms that we have for the podcast. So again, use promo code devil state for that. And as always, shout out to all of our sponsors for helping us out here at the devil state of my podcast and the hockey podcast network. And so yeah, we really only have one game to talk about, and it was a frustrating one. Uh, the Devils now have lost back-to-back games; they are seven, five, and one at the time of this recording. And really, I uh, let me go. Let, let, let's start with our first topic uh, of kind of recapping the game, and then I'll kind of go into my little rant. I'm going to call it a little rant because there's some things that I want people who are listening and watching also here on YouTube to kind of understand where I'm coming from and what we all need to truly put our focus on. So as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil's State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling and we'll get rolling and drop the puck with again talk about our first topic, which is recapping the Devil's disappointing 4-2 to loss at home to the Washington Capitals as they have now lost both of the first two games this season against the Washington Capitals. Both games also just happen to be at the Rock. So, and again, devil's only home for this game and then go right back on the road coming off that disappointing six to three um, butt kicking at the hands of the Colorado Avalanche to then come back and play the way that they did was frustrating. And it was, the Devils just simply for forty-seven minutes didn't show up. It was one of the most boring games through almost three quarters of, of a game that I've seen in quite some time from this team. Not much, not a lot going on offensively. Vitek Vanacek gave up two goals within fifteen seconds and was pulled. And I have to wonder. Why Lindy Roth after VTech had such a poor performance against the Avalanche why he felt the need to put VTech back out there when Akira Schmid had not been playing in over a week or almost a week why had he not been why didn't he get the start in this game I don't understand that to me it was just one of those head scratching decisions and it turned out to not be the case and when Lindy Ruff said after the game that well after Vitek gave up those two goals, it, 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 you know, it's clearly that he didn't have it. I, I just think that you made the wrong decision again and should have started Schmidt in this game. And Akira was really strong in that. He gave up one goal, yes, but he stopped 17 of 18 shots and was to me a big reason why the Devils even still had a shot to win this game. That's the way I look at it. He should have started this game. I think the game would have been different. And the fact that the Devils let two guys, one who which just got called up for that game, score a goal, and Abe Kubel, is just a classic type of Devils loss, a classic type of Devils game. Super, super frustrating to me, just completely unacceptable. But the Devils did find a way to eventually get a goal. They scored two goals within under two minutes of each other. Timo Meyer started it off getting his fourth of the year. And Dawson Mercer getting himself his second goal of the year. That made it 3-2. to The Devils then just started pushing the envelope. They put that pressure on. And it felt like only a matter of time before the Devils were going to find a way to score. They did not. And Evgeny Kuznetsov, nearly from behind his own net, was able to fire a puck all the way down into the empty net to get his second of the game. Put the game on ice as the Washington Capitals win this one again by the final score of four to two. And with that loss, the Devils, as I mentioned before, are now seven, five, and one. So now that I've gotten the very general explanation for the most part of how that game went, there are two things that I want to quickly say, other than what I just talked about with uh, um, starting VTech over Schmidt in this one. Number one, I have had many people on social talked to me over the last couple of days about, well, the big reason and only reason why we're struggling this much is because we don't have Nico Kiescher or Jack Hughes in the lineup. Let me be clear. I think from an offensive standpoint and from an overall morale standpoint, it has affected the Devils players that they don't have their top two centers right now playing it and their superstar playing right now. But to me, the Devils have too much depth not to still be able to have similar success and to find a way to win games, especially when you're at home. That's so yes, that much is for certain that, you know, the offense is not the same without them, but they can still improve regardless. Number two, our defense has been without a doubt the most absurd and pathetic I have seen in quite some time. This team does not know how to defend, and it's mind-boggling to me the amount of opportunities that the other team gets on -on 2-on-1s or 3-on-2s or odd-man rushes, and nothing seems to be changing. And you have guys out there that should not be playing as many minutes as they are because they're not being relied defensively. And then the goaltending... You know, Look, Vitek's got a solid record, but his goals against average and save percentage is nowhere near it needs to be. Akira Schmidt, I feel like, has been better of the last two games that he's been in, so maybe he's starting to turn it around a little bit, but it, the goaltending is still not where it needs to be. And again, both of these issues were issues when, sh- when we were mostly healthy and Jack and Nico were in the lineup. So now, because we don't have that, it, this... Problem, these problems are being exposed much more. And that's what I want to press upon everybody that these issues were already obvious before Jack and Nico got hurt. So we can't blame Jack and Nico not playing as the sole reason why our defense and goaltending is still not good. That's the way I want to, that's what I wanted to say about that. So I hope. That you guys have a better understanding now of what I'm talking about and why there needs to be changes on the back end, and there probably will need to be changes between the pipes as well. Because right now, seven, five, and one, while it is still solid, and yes, we are still very, you know, it's still early. This team is nowhere near the level that they are capable of being at, and they have to change something. Now, here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Alexander Holtz. And no, I'm not going to go into complaining about, complaining basically about, you know, his performance or anything because to the surprise of some, Alexander Holtz has actually played pretty well up until this point. Okay. He's got a couple of goals, a couple of points. Mind you, most of this has been by playing on the bottom six. He actually was almost a healthy scratch in the loss to Washington. The other thing that was crazy is that he was benched the entire third period while we were down by three goals and needing goal scoring. I don't get that. I don't get that. Holtz played all of seven minutes in this game. And after practice on Saturday, my good friend and, fr- and fan of the, uh, and ge- former guest of the podcast, James Nichols of New Jersey Hockey Now, he asked Lindy Ruff, um, actually, excuse me. He asked, Uh, Alexander Holtz, who clearly looked frustrated and dejected in the locker room after practice, asked him about his feelings about, you know, the lack of playing time and everything. And Holtz said this, quote, I don't know, it's hard to say. Some games I don't play that much. I'm just trying to focus on getting better every day and showing them that I can play more. Now, Lindy Ruff would go on to say that if you end up playing better defensively, you will get more playing time. Now, I know that Lindy Ruff tends to want to have all of his forwards be responsible in both ends. And I get that. I get that. They want to be just as good offensively as just as good defensively, structure-wise, as they are offensively, structure-wise. And Lindy Ruff, for reasons of I don't know why, decided to put a good amount of the blame on the first goal that VTech gave up on Holt because he wasn't in the right position defensively. Now, I can understand that to an extent, but the other thing is this, I feel that Lindy of late is just nitpicking with Holtz. He doesn't, he seems to only want to complain about him when he has other guys like Brendan Smith, and I hate to say it, even Dawson Mercer, who has fewer goals and plays on a higher role than Holtz and let them continue to make mistakes while Holtz is just going out there in the very little time that he has to just try to do his job. And he makes one mistake and he gets punished for it. And I don't get where that's coming from. I don't get it. And so we saw earlier today on Monday practice that he actually holds was on the second line. So maybe, just maybe, Lindy Rupp has finally decided to give him a better chance, a better shot. But right now... I just feel like he's being unfairly treated and it's not justifiable. That's the way I look at it. It's not justifiable. It's not like last year where he spent a lot of games not doing much of anything. This year, he's actually been able to contribute some and play well in the very little time that he's been on the ice. And that's personally something that I feel like somehow Holtz pisses off Lindy, whether it's because he's young and still makes mistakes or whatever but I just don't get why he has to be so incredibly hard on a kid who is still who actually has played better this year than he's than he played last year up until this point. So I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on. Hopefully on Tuesday tomorrow when the when the uh, Devils take on the Jets, maybe Holtz gets a better opportunity, more ice time, and can show off and uh, you know end up contributing to a point to Lindy's liking. So we'll see, but I just kind of wanted to talk about that because it's like, it was really bugging me. It was really bugging me how we, you know, Holtz gets benched the entire third period when we need offense and he's an offensive guy. I I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, but I just wanted to kind of get that off my chest. So all in all, really disappointing way to end that. What was a really tough week for the Devils, but it's a new week. And you got three pretty big games coming up against Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, and then at home against the Rangers who are high flying right now. And that's going to be one of our first big time games of the year, like really big. We need a win type of game. But you got two before that. And I think if you can find a way to win both those games, get some momentum, I think it'll it'll certainly help. But we have our first in-season trade rumor that somewhat involves the New Jersey Devils. And I want to share it with you right now. Again, you know, from my guy, uh, James Nichols at New Jersey Hockey. Now, there is mutual interest between the Devils and defenseman for the Calgary Flames, Nikita Zadorov. who Zdorov threw his agent uh, last week. Uh, requested a trade wants to be traded out of Calgary after contract talks have not uh, continued and that's where we're at right now Kevin weeks was the one who reported it um, and that's basically where we're at right now and again the flames definitely not off to the start that you want definitely do not um, they are not they're not playing well and quite frankly they're gonna be probably big sellers at the deadline. And uh, a source close to Zadorov, through Ryan Novozinski of NJ.com, asked uh, this source um, if Zadorov would welcome a trade to New Jersey. And the quote goes, "Quote: Of course he'd go to New Jersey. Uh, who won? Who wouldn't want to be on a contender?" Now, it's also being reported that Zadorov's agent really wants his client to be traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I guess we'll see what happens with that. Including the Devils, there has to be some salary cap uh, maneuvering because right now, uh, Zadorov's cap hit is $3.75 million, and the Devils only have just about a million, just a little over a million dollars in cap space. So, some amount of salary's got to go the other way. And the other thing to keep in mind is this according to sources coming from Calgary, Craig Conroy and his staff. Are not ha, do not have any interest right now in making um, making you know this type of trade happen right now. They're going to take their time with it and wait till they get the best offer possible. They don't feel that they're in any rush, and honestly, I don't blame them either. Um, but kind of you know the, the Devils are a team that clearly has shown interest, and there supposedly is interest with Zadorov that he would be that he would welcome a trade to New Jersey. Now, let me give you some more information. On Nikita Zadorov to kind of give you a background so you understand why the Devils might be interested in him. So, first and foremost, one of the other reasons that Zadorov is frustrated is that his lack of playing time. His minutes seem to continue to be dimin- diminishing. Maybe it's on purpose. Who knows? But Zadorov is six foot six and 248 pounds. He is a big-time hitter. He moves well, but he's a big-time hitter. And that's something the Devils lack on the back end and just as a team overall. He would bring, on the back end, more physical play and a guy that maybe, just maybe, could be someone that could step up for some of these young guys that we have that are getting their bell rung and nobody seems to be doing anything about it. Uh, through 13 games, Zdorov has 13, uh, he's played in third, all 13, one goal, four assists, five points. Last season, uh, Zdorov ranked 19th among NHL defensemen in hits, 274, and Corsi for rating at 5-on-5 five five at 59.84%. He is a pending UFA. He will be an unrestricted free agent at season's end, and he's currently on the second year of his deal at $3.75 million this season. So. That's kind of where we're at with regards to Zodorov. I think he would be a really solid fit. It would depend on the money, obviously, but I think him bringing a physical defensive presence, like legit defensive to presence presence is something that I think the devils need something that they certainly lack. And I think it would be a welcome addition. Now, um, Tom Fitzgerald already has a pretty good relationship with the Flames in terms of making deals. If you remember, obviously, the Devils acquiring Tyler Toffoli from Calgary for Sharon Govich in the third during the offseason. So I think that that's something that's important in terms of building what you would call you know a relationship to make uh, a deal work. I think that's really kind of the big thing that we, uh, that we look at when it comes to making these type of deals. But I think right now, I don't see the Devils making any sort of move forward. For him, unless they are able to work out a deal that works for both sides, not really sure. Now, last week, uh, Ryan Novozinski again of NJ.com, he actually had a chance to sit down with uh, Tom Fitzgerald and kind of talk to him a little bit about where the season is at this point and what the Devils could be doing in terms of maybe making moves and other things like that because I, I think it's kind of important. Because I'm sure, because I know a lot of you talking to a lot of you that you, a lot of you want something to happen. You want something to happen and you're hoping that it can be, you know, you're hoping that the Devils can make moves that's going to help this team um, do better. Now, Tom Fitzgerald per NJ.com said he wouldn't evaluate his trade needs until the 20 to 25 game mark. That's what he said. So the Devils are currently at 13 games. So really, it's not going to be until the end of this month where Tom Fitzgerald is really going to sit there and evaluate. I told you guys at the beginning of the year that I'm going to do it every 10 games to see where the team is, what they need, what they don't need. Uh, I've made my piece about it. I said it in the last episode and the last episode before that um, about what I think the Devils need and what they lack and things like that. But clearly Tom Fitzgerald giving a little bit more leeway, so 20 to 25 games. Uh, here are two other quotes um, from Tom Fitzgerald via Ryan Novosinski when asking about you know trading and just things like that and trying to improve the team. Uh, Fitzgerald said, quote, that's a tough question to answer, to be quite honest, um, when he was asked about his early trade thoughts. I think we're doing a lot of good things, but there are areas that we're still working on, our puck management, our D zone assignments, but that takes time. I always say that the 20 to 25 game mark is where you can see your team is and what you might need down the road. He also would go on to say, I think we're doing a a lot of good things, but there are areas still need to work on, things like that. People want to say things or evaluate our goaltenders, blah, blah, blah. We've got to play better in front of them. Give them a chance to stop pucks. You can't keep giving up high-quality chances and ask for miracles, and we've got a couple. So, you know, he is definitely being fair. To the fact that, yes, goaltending is not great, but it's not just because that they're not playing well. It's also because the defense is not helping them. So it's clearly more of a team thing. Fitzgerald likes what he sees so far, for the most part, from the offensive side. But clearly, there needs to be some changes made on the back end. And you need to shake up the lineups a little bit on the forward lines in order to really, really get some good chemistry. Some cohesion, especially when you have two of your top players out right now. So I think that's something to keep in mind. So we'll we'll see we'll see as uh, we move along here, um, what Tom Fitzgerald decides to do, how he continues to evaluate the team, but clearly the Devils are already being rumored in some, in at least one player, and we'll see, um, and uh, we'll keep our eye to uh, to see what happens moving forward. Now we did get two updates, sort of one sort of one more interesting about. Jack and Nico after practice on Monday from Lindy Ruff. And we'll start with the captain, Nico Heischer. When asked about Nico, Lindy Ruff said he will not be with the team on their road trip. And right now there is no timeline for his return. However, he is progressing. This is why I continue to believe that Nico is dealing with some form of a concussion because right now they keep talking about symptoms and that they're not sure when he's going to be back. And I think it's a lot about how Nico feels and where he's going on a day-to-day basis. So again, It doesn't seem like there's any sort of idea right now as to where we are with Nico Heischer. Colin Miller did practice with the team today, so that is a positive. It seems more and more likely that he's going to get a chance to play very soon. Uh, Wolman, as well as Cal Foote, were both sent down this past week. So the Devils are slowly starting to get healthier. And they're going to get even healthier with this update about Jack Hughes, because I think that this is something, it's not a guarantee of much of anything, but it is still very interesting nonetheless. Talking about Jack Hughes, Lindy Ruff says he will not be with the team in Winnipeg on Tuesday, but may join the team in Pittsburgh on Thursday. And again, it is a may. He may join them, which again, Based off of what we're hearing, it sounds like more and more that Jack Hughes may actually be able to return a lot sooner than we originally thought. Remember, he was diagnosed with a right shoulder injury. He was going to be out three to four weeks to about a month, which is basically that. Um, You know, Kevin Weeks said a couple days ago that Jack could return a little bit sooner. He's itching to get back. Um, But I think the Devils would be wise to not have this kid jump back in when he's not at full 100% because you obviously don't want him to come back in the short term to get hurt and be out even more in the long term. So that's interesting. I think it's going to be fascinating if he does indeed come back and is with the team in Pittsburgh that he might be able to practice. Some people have speculated that he may be targeting the Saturday night game, um, this Saturday night's game at home against the Rangers as his return. I don't know. Maybe Jack Hughes feels pressure because the team is struggling right now that he needs to get back ASAP. But you know, I think it's something that is really interesting how Jack all of a sudden seems to be pretty close to coming back. Now, again, it, again, he may join the team. This is not a guarantee that he's coming back anytime soon or whatever. This is something that um, that he's that is a possibility, I guess, to the way you would describe it. So. Really intriguing, really, really intriguing from number 86. And we'll definitely keep our eye on that once we get beyond the game on Tuesday against Winnipeg. And speaking of that game against the Winnipeg Jets, let's end this episode up with... Again, as we normally do, look at the week ahead. So the Devils, as mentioned before, have three games this week. They go tomorrow, Tuesday, but you guys are listening to this on Tuesday, so it would be game day against the Winnipeg Jets in Winnipeg, 8 p.m. Eastern start time. Then two days later, they're in Pittsburgh for their first matchup against the Penguins. Uh, that game will be at 7 p.m. And then they come home against the high-flying, and I say high-flying because they're playing very well, The New York Rangers in the first battle of the Hudson River rivalry this season, as I'm sure the Rangers would love nothing more than to get some exact some revenge early on in the year against the team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Rangers have been playing really well, even with Shostakin banged up and Adam Fox on LTIR, they've continued to play well. John DeQuick kind of turning the clock back. They're getting some good scoring. Alexi Lafreniere playing well, but overall. I think this is going to be a good week for the Devils in terms of who they're playing and an opportunity for them to now go, look, there's no excuse. We got a new week now, clean slate. Let's go out there and let's play some good hockey. And it starts with this game against Winnipeg. And maybe just maybe the news of Jack potentially coming back sooner rather than later may give the Devils an emotional boost, but... I don't want to get, I don't want anyone to get their hopes up. That's the way I would look at it. I would tell you guys don't get your hopes up. Don't just assume that he's coming back when we don't have a guarantee. I just said before, it's interesting how it's a possibility that he may come back um, and join the team in Pittsburgh. But this is going to be, it's going to be a big week. I would love nothing more than for the Devils to, um, to reach 10 wins by the, top, by the end of this week. I would love to come on here in the next episode and talk to you guys about how excited I am with the way the team's playing and the confidence growing. So we shall see what happens with that. But... As always, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on another episode of the Devil's State of Mind podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Devil's State of Mind. Instagram as well, Devil's State of Mind. And also give us a follow on Twitter at Devil's State. Go check out the podcast, not just here on YouTube, but while you're here, leave a like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any new episodes that come out. But go subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts audio-wise, Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere like that is definitely, definitely appreciated. And also, if you're on Apple or Spotify, do me a favor and make sure to leave a five-star rating on either. Really do appreciate it a lot. But uh, thank you guys so much, and we will definitely catch you all later on this week as the Devils continue to try to right the ship here in the early goings of the season. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the National Hockey League. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight 8 hope and Y or text Hope and Y to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See draftkings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. What's up, Devils fans? It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Believe me, I should know. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare, especially when you get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday? You could shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because they're in early Black Friday sales going on right now. And you've heard me talk about Raycon products before, especially with the noise-canceling earbuds and headphones. They are absolutely tremendous, really great for when you need to truly focus on things or just get yourself in a good place head-wise. They're absolutely phenomenal. Raycon made the first name for themselves in the audio space with products like everyday earbuds known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. In this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon Power Tech. Their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. And Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of the premium tech brands. It's no wonder that their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping right now, Raycon is offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. And hurry up right now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off statewide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPS.